was listening to uh, K-pop live live uh, performance, Stray Kids, and one of the guys did that to warm up. Really, a vocal warm up of just sounding well, like a not so much the ah, but like the it had like levels to it, you know. Like, oh, okay. Ah, 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 ah. I was like, oh. See, I'm gonna piss a lot of people off right now, but I thought they just lip sync. No, no, this is actually, it's a pretty cool YouTube channel. It's called a uh, first take where they just bring them in and they only let them do like one live performance and that's it. Um, it's like more, it's like an actual, well, they're actually singing. It's not like their show performances, right? Where it's like a bunch of dancing. Like it's just them standing there in this really cool white room singing. And you know what? I stand stray kids. I, I didn't know that you were a K-pop guy. Are you just a stray kids guy? I'm a Stray Kids guy. Okay. And one other um, song from one of their artists called Sin or when or Six C I X. I don't know how do you pronounce that, but yeah, they were in um, Tower of God and God of High School, both um, Korean manhwas that got animated. So of course they picked K-pop naturally for the, like the openings. And oh, endings, that source material so. was Korean. Mm-hmm. Oh, for I both did... God of High School and uh, Tower of God. Yeah. I did not know that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I hope Terror God gets a season two. Uh, pretty, I was really interested in it, and I've read into the manhwa a little bit, and it seems pretty interesting with, with where it goes. God of High School, I actually kind of hope they don't do a season two, or I do, but I remember I hope you it's saying you better. didn't. I heard. I remember you saying that you didn't dig that show that much. You didn't give into the hype. It, it was just eye candy. Oh, like really? it, the fight scenes were super sick, but. The plot and the pacing of everything was just so incredibly bad. It was it was a little upsetting. Yeah, oh, man. I'm just excited that they finally dropped Stone Ocean. Definitely binged through that oh, right away. God, I know. <laughs> Judges. But um, wow. So when I, I think this this episode will be releasing on, um, I want to say the end of December. December thirtieth, right? I believe so. Uh, depending on. Oh wait, that's crazy, man! Yeah, so we're we're a little in the past right now. Yeah, we're um, Lu- Lucas and I. We're we're getting ahead of time. We got some um, well, big games coming up in both senses of the word. Big, as in you know, just big. It's a it's a big game. <laughs> it's long, and uh, <laughs> notable games as well. That we really want to make sure we set aside time for, and um, yeah, we want to make sure we can give them justice and. We've kind of been down to the wire lately with a lot of our recordings, so we're we're being proactive. We're getting ahead. We are. And, yeah, I think it's good stuff. But um, before we get into games, looking forward to 2022, I just want to say, hey, everyone, thanks for a great TFP year. Yeah. It's crazy. Really? I'm First pretty sure year. we didn't – yeah, I'm pretty sure we didn't do a lot of the things we said we were going to do um for the podcast <laughs> i was actually reflecting on that i was looking back i was like i'm pretty sure i talked about us making more youtube content i'm pretty sure i talked about all this stuff and i'm pretty sure i, I said hold me to it wait so no we do it on the podcast. we do have youtube content though we have I meant more like not just reels. derived strictly from the podcast but yeah we 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 have a lot more content out there now we're we're on tiktok more now i'm <laughs> I'm beefing up the Twitter presence. I need to work on the Reddit presence. Still, we're, we're getting out there, but yeah. I'm looking forward to what 2022 brings. Um, spoilers: Maybe we might be we're doing some recording in a proper studio with Lucas and I in person. Um, that'll be fun and weird. Yeah. And and uh, producer Sam in person as well. I'm looking forward to that. Me too. Big little party. Um, it'll be like a nice little 
actually like a proper studio setup, which is sick. So I'm really looking forward to that when we get that going. And we got some some good stuff. And there's a lot of good games coming out that I really hope we we have the opportunity to uh, to run through and get to. Um, we we need to get you a PS5 first or some sort of next gen console. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we will. We will. I, We're I have still been. On the that's been a it. dual task for Lucas and I. I actually I got really lucky to manage to get mine, but between both mine and Lucas's efforts, neither of us have been able to get him one. So it's been um a little bit of a struggle, but I I think we'll we'll figure it out. And thankfully, there's still a lot of stuff coming out for Xbox One and the past gen consoles because this exact reason it's impossible to get new consoles so totally um it's all good stuff but lucas what are some uh i i know we have a general list here but um top of your mind right now go what are you most excited for next year breath of the wild breath of the wild sequel the untitled is that confirmed 2022 uh it is confirmed for 2022 but there is no release date so you know it can Mm. get delayed um but as of right now it is slated to be released in 2022 and um you know, I love Breath of the Wild. We haven't. It was one of our earliest episodes. Was Breath of the Wild. So for those of you that want my opinions on that game, you can go check out one of our earlier episodes at the bottom of the feed. But first time uh, we had a guest. Yeah, Jiggy. Jiggy. Shout out to Jiggy if you're, uh, if you're listening. Um, and uh, I'm I'm just really stoked for that one. Uh, I hope that they take a little bit of a darker approach to it. I hope they have some real Zelda dungeons in there. Uh, maybe some classic items they can bring back. Uh, maybe add a really interesting mechanic, kind of like Majora's Mask did um, after Ocarina of Time. There's a lot of directions they can go with Breath of the Wild. So stoked for that. Um, and we're going to be working through the whole list here, starting chronologically. Um, but Matt, what do you got off the top of your head? What's your most anticipated 2022 game? So I got a hot take. Let's hear it. Right off the bat. You know, we love we love your hot takes. I'm really excited for Cyberpunk to come out again on the PS5. That's good. That's a good hot take. I just want to see what happens. And on the Xbox um, Series X by extension as well. I but like one, that. I mean, I, yeah, I'm excited. I want to replay it on my PS5. Um, cause I'm really curious just to see how it is and to see if it's any better now. Um, and I'm also more interested to I, – I want to – the game looked great graphically on high-end PCs I saw on YouTube, and it did look really beautiful. So – I'm really curious to experience that again on the PS5 in a more, um, you know, um, high-end environment and a high-end graphics. Because when I played it on my PC, um, I, I don't have like that old of a graphics card, but definitely not well enough to run <laughs> Cyberpunk, which is notoriously difficult at anywhere close to the high uh, setting. So I was playing a very discounted version of Cyberpunk when I played it. It's kind of um, funny how it's getting that's on that's slated to get released in 2022. It's been like I know. it came out it's in insane. 20 people for I mean it came out in 2020, not 2021. So we played that game about a year ago and right and you know reviewed it for the pod, played through it all of December. Yeah. I remember it was dark out and I was just playing Cyberpunk um like all through December and I mean I had problems with that game from a game design standpoint, so I wonder like how the technical issues that they're getting over are going to really counteract that but once you get that game i will come over and i will watch you play it on your nice big screen tv with your ps5 that'll be fun yeah yeah really looking forward to that one um there's another one i'm really looking forward to i don't have a release date on i'm not sure there was one yet but um it's called i am jesus christ i saw that i saw that one i i want to point that one out too you want to you want to tell people no one's going to know what that game is you want to give them a little rundown there yeah, I mean, 
I, I kind of just said it, you know. Um, <laughs> it's a sim about it's a, the life. a Jesus Christ simulator, <laughs> like about the life of Jesus. And just from the the bit of the gameplay I've seen on Steam and whatnot, you know, it has you um, running through the life of Jesus and also performing all the miracles he performed. Um, and I'm very very curious to see, you know, what comes of this like what how one-to-one with like biblical stories it will be and just kind of the reception it gets i don't know much about the development team i'm i'm really curious like is there possible like is someone pulling a prank possibly is there going to be like is this gonna be like a game that you play and there's some like doki doki shit going on where it's like you know i'm just really curious to see where it goes Uh, i don't think it's the latter i I think it is probably going to be like to its best attempt an honest retelling of like the biblical version of Jesus, like yeah. performing all the miracles. Um, so I'm very, very curious about that. Um, yeah. So 2022 release. And I think there's like a demo releasing later this, later this year, sometime this month. We'll um, see. So I'm hoping that comes out soon, but yeah, I'm very, very curious to, cause I mean, Oh, I mean, I, I'm not really religious these days, but I grew up Catholic. So, I'm very curious to kind of, I guess, dive back into that and see what's cracking um, <laughs> through the lens of a video game. I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, segue us into an opposite, um, not polar opposite, but going another direction other than the Christian mindset. Hogwarts Legacy in 2022. Oh, um, I thought that was 2023. No, 2022 is the slated release date. Bro, for Hogwarts I am Legacy. gassed for that. Yeah, hot dog. Yeah, yeah, it is. And uh, you know, PS5, Xbox um, Series X, uh, PC, um, and also PS4 and Xbox One. So crazy that yeah. three. You know, it'll be basically three years or two and a half years after um, the next gen consoles have released, and we're still going to be getting some video games playable on the old consoles. So I would be able to play this game under the current conditions. Um, and, you know, for those of you that don't know, it's basically a um, massive AAA Harry Potter game set in Hogwarts. It's not in the same time frame as Harry Potter. I believe it's earlier um, before the... It's like pre-Harry Potter, pre, yeah. Pre-Harry Potter by several years. Um, whole new characters. Late 1800s. Yeah, whole new characters. Um, new, you know, kind That's of a sick, new it's set- in the 1800s. Yeah, new setting, um, very heavy on magic systems and, and things like that. So... Uh, you know what else is sick about gonna that? Cool. It's gonna be set in the late eighteen hundreds, but it's all gonna just look like normal Hogwarts. Because I, <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, I um, know. Yeah. yeah so that oh, there's gonna cool. be a morality system. I love a good morality. Oh system. yeah, it's a full on open world AAA, so it is like gonna have all the markings of of a great big game. You know, probably morality system, different magic systems, hopefully different trees, um, spells that you can learn, specializations, boss fights, um, quests, side quests. All in Hogwarts. I mean, it sounds sick. God. Yeah. I hope um, I hope I can try out for the Quidditch team. <laughs> Dude, that there's gonna be a whole Quidditch like side game probably, and like kind of. I would have been bracket. the sickest seeker to ever do it. You would have been a seeker now. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't really know what the positions. Mean now? <laughs> no, 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 no. It's just there's seeker, chaser, keeper, um, beater, and. Oh wow, you know them all. I think that's it. It's just the seekers, seeker like chaser. the the hero. You, you I, I well, they're the ones that yourself. catch the snitch. Yeah. yeah, but if you catch the snitch, yeah. then you you get the automatic win. Not the automatic win. It's like 150 points. Okay. Uh, famously, in Harry Potter four, Goblet of Fire, um, Victor Crumb 
caught the snitch knowing his team would still lose when he caught it because the point differential wouldn't make it up because he just wanted to end it on his own terms. So what is the what what's the point threshold in Quidditch for where you win the game? Is it two hundred? No, it's like um, there no one wins. Um, you only the game only ends when you catch the snitch, Lucas. Oh, okay, gotcha. So someone catches the snitch, but if and if you catch the snitch and it puts you above the other team, then you win the game. But if someone naturally, yeah. But if you're down, you know, you know, three hundred points even after you catch the snitch, yeah, you'll still lose. What's the incent? Oh, okay, gotcha. Okay, from a game design standpoint, I think it. If you're a loser. If you're on the losing team and you're a seeker, you should just stop what you're doing and just go on offense or something. Because <laughs> if well, you catch no, because I mean it, it depends how much you're losing by, right? I mean, 150 is a lot of points. If you're losing by 200, you gotta you gotta go. Yeah, on then offense you should like not they... catch this. In fact, you should actively hide the snitch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Quidditch is a complicated yeah. game. I can't wait to play it in uh, in the new Harry Potter game. I can't uh, wait till we upload our minds to VR and I get to play it. <laughs> yeah, I got a, I got a uh, one. I'm not sure if we've ever talked about this game before. Um, it's a game from my childhood that they're rebooting. Advanced Wars One and Two reboot um, on Nintendo Switch. Have you ever played I'm Advanced not Wars? Too familiar with no, no, I'm they're they're um, the, talk to me like I'm 12. Uh, a Nintendo published tactical game, um, so kind of like Fire Emblem, but with armies, so tanks and infantry um aerial oh, support I and did stuff see, like that i did see this yeah, yeah, yeah they were big on um game boy advance and nintendo ds and i loved these games um and i'm really looking forward to being able to play them on switch for sure oh, um perfect perfect platform for that so looking forward to advance wars love that uh another one i'm really excited for one that you and i have both dove into it's a previous iteration of it a little bit lucas um actually i'm not sure if you have to take that back but Sons of the Forest, um, releasing in May 20th, 2022, a sequel to, to for- the, the Forest. forest? Oh, okay, um, cool. Yeah, and I only played the uh, – actually, I really only even played a few hours of the Forest. But when I, what I did play, I enjoyed it. But this game just looks very terrifying, and it's beautifully <laughs> terrifying. You know, like the graphics are great now, obviously, so – I'm very curious to just watch some gameplay of it once it comes out. I don't think I'll play it myself, but I'm excited to observe it and just see all the craziness that happens in it. Because, I mean, The Forest is a scary game, and it's older. So I'm sure this game will be even more terrifying in its current uh, iteration with modern, more modern graphics. So I remember you talking a lot about The Forest when you had played it, and um, it, seemed, it seemed interesting. So maybe this is, this is the time where I actually dive in. I thought it was more interesting than Valheim, personally. And we played a little bit of Valheim. See, that's a hot, I, I that's a hot take. The forest. I think that's a hot take because I think probably Val- it's probably not. You think so? I think that Valheim had huge a huge popularity spike, and I think more people played Valheim than the Forest. That's just because all the streamers played Valheim. <laughs> we played Valheim. <laughs> I know, and I had fun, but I wanted to play. I want to play Valheim again. Shit. <laughs> I would. I would like to see where Valheim's at now. That's actually a good. That's a good take right there. Um, it has been like a full year since I think we've really played it. Um, the thing that no. messed us up. Yeah, because like we were playing it over like Christmas time last year. No, we were playing around like March, February, because I was moving into my new place. We're getting off topic. Okay, um, yeah. Either way, yeah. <laughs> um, I got one for you. Um, should be no surprise. Pokemon Legends Arceus. Now, I'm not a big Pokemon. Say it again. Pokemon Legends Arce- Arceus. Did I mess up the title? I'm like 99.5% sure it's Arceus. You 
fucking. <laughs> <laughs> I've only I've only ever read it. I've never heard it spoken out loud. So that reminds apologies. me, though. I want us to do Pokemon, one of the new Pokemon games, um, the remakes that just came out recently. Uh, yeah, we should probably do one of those soon. Either Diamond or Pearl, because I mean. You haven't really played many Pokemon games, have you? Gold is the only one. Gold and Ruby are the only Pokemon games I've ever played. I think played. you'd have fun with this. And, I mean, I just really want to have an excuse to play them again. And uh, the one problem of playing a game podcast is, or having a gaming podcast like ours is, there's too many games to play. They're really, like, when yeah. you have to do the ones for the podcast, it's harder to do, like, the more, like, really leisurely ones like Pokemon. But I'd be curious to run through that with you, Lucas. I think, I think that'd be a fun, fun one for us. Yeah, and we could battle each other too and trade. That sounds pretty fun, actually. Yeah. Um, and maybe Any I know time. that Dra- Dragoon, a uh, super fan of the pod, is um, huge Pokemon person. So um, maybe is he? They... I thought he, I thought he was trashing on it. I no, no, no. no. <laughs> is that Dra- someone else? Dragoon, Dragoon seems to have a love hate relationship with Pokemon. Where uh, Dragoon, and you can write in or talk to us on the Discord, but seems to love Pokemon. Um, but loves it so much that they criticize some aspects of it, especially kind of the modern marketing version of Pokemon, which is, I, I think this was kind of brought up recently, that. was that, yeah. a lot of Pokemon is just like the avenue to sell more, sell more merch, um, you know, expand the anime yeah. and do all that kind of more stuff. More merch, more toys. Now, now I'm curious of how the new Pokemon open world game uh, coming out for Switch is really going to play out. You know, this is supposed to be a huge AAA game. There's a lot of pressure on the Pokemon Company and Game Freak to really have um, a really great game here. Um, it's, you know, a lot of people are comparing it to like a Monster Hunter style of exploration. Um, you know, I honestly have not seen too much of it, but from some of the showcases that I have seen of the game, a lot of people have been very critical of the graphics, um, of the art style. A lot of people saying that it looks super minimal. Doesn't It looks even more minimal than Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild came out, you know, five years ago. Um, so, I mean, they can really drop the ball on this new Pokemon game. I'm, it's coming out in about a month, um, about two months. So I'm really, really looking forward to the discourse. I'm not sure we're going to play it for the pod. It's a very big game. Um, but I, I know that we'll be hearing all about it. Did it, how, how big is it? Like, is it really like as big as Breath of the Wild, supposedly? Um, it's, it's okay. So. I, I guess I've been hearing a little bit of mixed things. Uh, I'm looking at it right now. I guess it's gonna be mild, like semi-open world. I'm not sure how. Um, it's not. It's not gonna be to the caliber of Breath of the Wild for sure. Um, I I think it's gonna be more like a mildly open world where certain sections are open at certain times. But I could be completely gotcha. making that up. Um, so we'll see. I'm excited. I mean, I, I'm just really interested to see the reception. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That's that's more of what I'm anticipating too. Yeah. Um. All right. What what else you got? Ooh, uh, Elden Ring. Yes. Ah, uh, yes. I was gonna take that one. I'm glad that you said it. Souls like, um, Daddy Martin's on it. Did that instead of writing his books. <laughs> <laughs> Elden Ring um, looks so sick. I I want to get a PS5 so I can play Elden Ring right when it comes out. Hundred percent. Yeah. I think it looks really exciting. Um, I mean, Souls like so it's gonna be fun in that regard. If that's your cup of tea, yeah. Uh, I'm I'm gonna be that'll probably be the I think we'll probably end up doing that for the pod. That'll be my first um, Souls like. 
souls like that uh i play yeah thank you that i play for the <laughs> podcast so yeah same. and that i play in general really so i'm very curious to dig in that and just um find out what happens and, and see if i can even beat it i probably won't but <laughs> yeah yeah i think it'll be a cool one i mean i love um it's a brand new ip you know it's a brand new world george R. R. martin mm-hmm. is involved um i think jeffrey rush is voice acting in it i mean it just looks sick um and you know i think it's probably going to be a good time to step into the souls like genre um we'll both have <laughs> assuming i'll have a ps5 by february um we'll both you know be able to play on honestly it might be like my first venture into the next gen um console generation you know and i'm really excited to kind of get that one going um i got a weird one for you uh 2022 i'm not i'm not necessarily anticipating this one or i'm excited for it but i do find it interesting metal slug tactics so during a Nintendo, during an the one of the more recent Nintendo indie showcases, they showed a game that nobody was asking for, uh, which is Metal Slug Tactics, a tactic uh, like an RPG tactics game like Fire Emblem or Advance Wars um, with Metal Slug. And uh, what I find interesting is by the time that this episode comes out, Cuphead, our episode of Cuphead will have been out for a few weeks. Um, I think that a game like Cuphead blows metal slug out of the water period i mean i i just like i'm gonna (laughs) like i think that metal slug and the game design of it and kind of the charm of it has kind of faded away over time as people have realized that there are better running guns out there there's better designed like boss rush games side scrolly games games that are hard um and now it seems like the metal slug brand has to go into a completely different genre in order to stay relevant. That's my take on yeah. Metal Slug Tactics because if Metal Slug Tactics were to come out or if a Metal Slug game were to come out, I, I cannot see it matching the the pure greatness of Cuphead, right? Um, That's fair. Yeah. And and it's funny that they're they're releasing this tactic game, tactics game and I think that everybody was confused as to why this big name is diving into a different genre. I mean, I think that's why. So, interesting little tidbit there for 2022. Yeah, that reminds me of another game that's coming out, actually. Dragon Ball Breakers. I the saw Dragon that Ball one, Breakers. too. What yeah. is that? It's a, so it's like, a, it's like a one versus seven game, um, just like asymmetrical action where seven um, you know, human or earthling characters, and there's like one bad guy. It's either like Cell or Frieza are the two that I believe they're going with. They're probably adding Majin Buu eventually, but... It's really just seven of you um, versus this one guy, and you're just running and trying to survive and like not get caught, basically. Wow. And um, it's the definition of no one asked for this. <laughs> like, I can't think of a game that is more just like out of the left field. I remember when I was watching the trailer when it was announced, and I was just kind of like, all right, what else is there? That's, that's really all there is, huh? And... Yeah, uh, very, very, very interested to see how it's for the shop. It might really, it might be really fun, honestly. You know, it it could be a dark horse, but yeah, I just, it, it, I saw it announced, and I was just kind of like, why? I, I will say though, it. it does drill in how terrifying some of the villains are. Like, do you sell in the trailer? And he just eats yeah, Yamcha, I mean, right? Or is that is that just, what I'm seeing? He just he just like eats one of the characters, like sucks them up, and. I mean, when you look at it from the perspective of just people like running around terrified, because normally when you watch Dragon Ball, you're looking at it through this perspective of Goku or Gohan or one of the heroes, right? And seeing it from the perspective of these people that are just trying to like not die to these 
you know, otherworldly gods is like very interesting. So yeah, interesting, <laughs> interesting. Um, all right, I got one for you. I'm gonna shout it out. I know you'll like this one. Oxen Free Two, set to release in 2022. Uh, Oxen Free Two, Lost Signals. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Now this one's interesting because uh, one big headline that had come out last couple months was that Netflix acquired the developer of Oxen Free, uh, Night School Studio. Yeah. And so um, you know there is a. Uh, TV show coming soon. So, so yeah, that's that's. I guess that was what I was gonna ask. Is um, what does that mean for the Oxen Free brand or the Oxen Free universe? Is it is it a Netflix show? Does this mean that Netflix is gonna have a tie-in? Um, are they gonna have like a Bandersnatch type of uh, series, but Oxen Free, where you're making choices oh, on the Netflix app? Cool. You know, I think that might be what Netflix is trying to do. Um, but man, it's interesting. A um, lot of lot of big companies with a lot of money are getting into gaming. Um, hence Amazon releasing New World, um, and now Netflix releasing or you know acquiring Night School Studios and releasing Oxenfree Two this coming year. Um, I just hope it's as good as Oxenfree One, at least. That's like my yeah. big thing. I hope for. Um, I know I have I have very high expectations, and honestly, I did not like uh, Night School Studios' most recent entry most recent game after party oh yeah uh, i did I not remember. think it was good was that the, uh, i did not enjoy it was that the one where the two people are in hell or something um yeah and they have to like do just a bunch of random it's kind of like cuphead yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah that's exactly like it uh, i have to do a bunch of shit to escape from the devil basically um but yeah i'm very optimistic for oxen free too just gonna really hope they bring it in well and it's supposed to be like a very much a direct continuation of like alex's story from oxen free that's cool so i'm curious about that um and whenever they do release a TV show for Oxen Free, I am petitioning for myself to play um, Michael, Alex's little brother, <laughs> and I think you should play Jonas. Okay, I dig it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dig it. Cool. All right, um, what you got? Ooh. Marta is dead. <laughs> What's, which one's that one? It is a dark first person psychological thriller set in 1944 italy that blurs the lines <laughs> between reality and superstition that's great and the tragedy of war coming up february 2022 it looks pretty good it looks fun it looks terrifying i don't even know if i want to play it but i'm just excited that it's that's something that exists because it looked really good okay um, and we got um one more on me really quickly i'm really really fucking excited for Ghostwire Tokyo. Ooh, run me through that one. I did see a screenshot of that one. That was one of the main reasons I wanted the PS5 over a like Xbox Series X. Actually, was just because of how sick this game looks, um, and it's exclusive for that and Windows. But at that point, my PC won't be able to play any games optimally. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, basically, it just looks like it's set in Tokyo, and of course, it's like you know, it's Tokyo, but it's like extra Tokyo. You know, like the lights are there and everything. It's just like hella sick looking um and it's like taking place at night so it's like super um like it's not cyberpunk but like cyberpunky like lighting you know what i mean if that makes sense yeah um, I, know, I know what you mean yeah like that neon i guess is that is that the fair way to describe it like those neon lights it's and, like neon hitting fog is like the best way to yeah, describe it exactly. yeah yeah and yeah just like a bunch of people disappear and these like otherworldly things start showing up and then this guy for whatever reason doesn't disappear and now he knows magic and yeah, just looks sick. And the graphics look good. 
Um, one of the, definitely one of the ones I'm really excited to dig into for the new, uh, the new, the new generations. And I, the combat director was the combat director of 2016's Doom, or worked on 2016's Doom. Oh wow! Doom. Okay, that's that's uh, good. not director for that one, but worked on Doom. Good credit. And he has described um, the game as karate meets magic. Ooh, dig that! Mm-hmm. That sounds fun. Okay, really cool. Um, I'm I'm gonna run through the list a little bit here. Um, there is, and and again, a lot of what me and Matt have gotten here comes from um, a great Game Informer article, um, and uh, just kind of an end of the year 2022 release schedule. Um, tons of sequels, but also a lot of really great IPs that seem to be coming around. Um, so new monster Monster Hunter Rise coming out on PC. Um, there is a uh, God of War Ragnarok coming around. Um, New Dynasty Warriors, Dynasty Warriors 9 Empires, um, the sequel to Horizon Zero Dawn, which is Horizon Forbidden West, looks really sick. Yes. Um, always wanted to play Horizon. We need to do, we need to do that for the Once we get you a PlayStation, we'll do that. For I know. I really, I've always wanted to do Horizon, so that'll be cool. Maybe we do Horizon, then Horizon Forbidden West a little later. Um, uh, you got a new Pathfinder, Pathfinder uh, Wrath of the Righteous, for those of you that are digging Pathfinder. Uh, Gran Turismo 7. Um, a new Final Fantasy origin, Stranger of Paradise. Um, and then, what was the other? Oh, Saints Row uh, coming around. So uh, is that a Saints Row reboot or is that a Saints Row like kind of sequel to everything? I'm not too familiar with Saints Row. It does feel weird I it's think coming it's out. it's a reboot of the series as a whole. Okay, gotcha. It, I guess uh, it's just the, it's weird. It's weird that anything feels like it can compete with uh, like, Grand Theft Auto at this point, just like having. I've never played a Saints Row game to be honest. I'd be pretty curious to. I've heard they're good. I've heard they're good too. Um, it, it, so I'd be curious to dive in. It seems strange that both we think we feel that both can exist. I guess I'm missing something when it comes to those two games, like the way they play out. But um, I think Saints Row is supposed to be a little bit more goofy. Okay, Grand Theft Auto yeah. is really goofy though. It is. Really goofy, <laughs> so, I don't know how you're gonna interrupt like the GTA like rp servers and like all that all that type of stuff that people are so into um but i guess saints row is gonna have a whole other type of thing going on um and a big one starfield uh starfield oh forgot to bethesda's that. new yeah. i also play that on my pc yeah. that's fucking bethesda they're all <laughs> yeah bought by microsoft yeah. so starfield yeah. is um outer worlds right <laughs> it's basically the sci-fi new the new it's, bethesda it's sci-fi their, RPG. yeah they're outer worlds that's because they're not oblivion so entertainment <laughs> it's uh yeah it's pretty pretty funny so it's basically the but that it's bethesda's new rpg triple a open world adventure uh set in a sci-fi setting um which is what outer worlds just did um with the guys that made new vegas so it's kind of funny um that they're kind of going the same direction with their their video game rather than just making El- rather than just making elder scroll six you know everyone's been wanting it it's coming out eventually though yeah it, it is a announced from my understand but there's no like proper um what's the word release date for yeah it, or even like yeah. range yeah <laughs> yeah exactly exactly but uh tons of really interesting things coming around um new mario and rabbits is coming out um there's a pac-man museum game coming around and there's also the prince of persia sands of time remake which i'm actually really excited for Oh, I never played any of the Prince of Persia's actually, so yeah, they're fun. I'd be pretty curious to dive into that as well. Yeah, 
Yeah. So, I mean, what's interesting is, you know, we're reading all this um, and talking about it at the very end of the year, 2021. And, you know, half these games are going to get delayed. Um, so we'll see. And a lot of games are going to be surprise hits. I mean, this is the slate, right, of everything that's supposed to be coming out. And we can predict like, oh, this is going to be huge. This is going to make a splash. This is going to make an impact. Um, but we really can't tell. You know, sometimes the best yeah. games really are a surprise release. Um, sometimes they come early, you know, or sometimes they get delayed to the next year. So looking forward to seeing how our feelings change over the year um, and seeing how 2022 really plays out. Yeah, a lot of a lot of fun stuff coming out. I'm gonna be very curious overall just to uh, see. Yeah, it, uh, new games are exciting, right? So I'm very curious to see how it all goes, and I'm very curious. I mean, there's so many good things coming out. Um, Forbidden. I mean, God of War Ragnarok, one of the most like critically acclaimed games from the past year, is getting or not the past year, past like five or six years, is getting a sequel. Yeah. Um, exciting stuff. Mm-hmm. Exciting stuff, and. Something for everyone to look forward to. More TFP. More <laughs> yeah. Thanks for playing. Yeah. yeah. Hey, happy new year, everybody. Um, seriously, thank I you know, for another yeah, great year. I know. This is releasing year. on, yeah, releasing on December 30th. So, yeah, happy new year, everyone. Lucas, a little early. Do you have any any New Year's resolutions oh, you'd like to share on December uh, 6th with me? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's December 6th as we're recording this. Uh, new Year's resolution is probably... Um, Climb more, uh, whip myself into a little yeah? bit of better shape. I like that. Yeah, no, really. Um, just so people who have been following the pod a little more closely, uh, Matt and I have really started rock climbing, um, or bouldering really at a gym nearby. And uh, Matt's been doing it for quite a while. I kind of just started, and I'm really, really loving it. Um, definitely want to get outdoors sometime here soon. Do some, do some rope climbing, or what do you call that? Is that is that the name? Top roping. Top roping. Well, there's, there's a few types, but there's top roping, which is where there's an anchor at the top of the route that the ropes already hooked up to. And then there's lead climbing, which is where you actually belay from the bottom up. And then as you're climbing, you hook the routes or you hook the rope into quick, I think they're called quick draws, but like basically a little dual sided carabiners attached by a, um, like a strap. Yeah. I want to do that. That I want to do. Well, both. I you want to do that? I, I don't even know how to do that properly. Yet, so we need to <laughs> yeah, but anyway, clear, that'll be a fun one. What about you for uh, New Year's resolution? Uh, I want to climb a V7 by the end of the year. Oh, by the end of 2022. Yeah. Okay. That's a good, that's a good and, goal. Um, for, for context, people be like, for that's for bouldering specifically for climbing and the like scaling and bouldering gets a lot harder very quickly. Um, I'd say like for, for reference, it goes by V is the scale. So it's a V zero V one with each number being harder. And I mean, Lucas just started not too long ago. He's comfortably climbing some V threes. Um, I think he'll been climbing for like two or three months at this point. Um, so a lot of people can get better very quick, but then once you hit like V four, V five, V six, V seven, the, you know, it, it's very quickly diminishing returns on how quickly you improve. So, right. uh, I mean, for context, I've been bouldering on and off for about four years now. Um, and I can only climb up to a V5 is the hardest I've sent. Granted, like I said, on and off, but I'm really hoping to make that final push and hit V7 if I'm lucky. All right. Great resolution. 
Okay, everybody. Um, we would love to hear your New Year's resolutions, by the way, uh, good listeners of TFP. So uh, we'll probably start like a little thread in the Discord um, and get that going. Um, but I think that uh, kind of wraps it up. Looking forward to 2022 in terms of games. Uh, Matt, where can the good fe- good listeners, good people out there, find us online? Excellent question! Um, they can find us online at... Well, first off, shoot us an email. Let us know what your New Year's resolution is. Thanks for playing pod at gmail.com. Again, that is thanks for playing pod at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at TFP Podcast. That's TFP Podcast. It's with an S at the end. And uh, we're also on TikTok, TFP Podcasts as well. And thanks for playing out live is our website. Um, come hang out there and find the link to our Discord, which is also available in the link trees of our twitter and instagram as well um and if you want to reach your good buddy matt come hang out on our discord honestly it's probably the best way to reach me these days um again discord you can find it at either thanksforplaying.live or shoot us an email and i will personally send you the link to our discord channel come hang out it's a good time and if you want to find your good buddy matt's hot takes directly which typically just me bitching about american soccer um you can find me at good idea matthew on uh, twitter love it uh, if you want to find your co-host, Lucas, uh, you can find me on the Discord server, always kind of creeping in there, responding in one way or another to you. Um, hit us up for game advice, hot takes, opinions. We had another hot take Monday today, and, um, you know, always asking the crowd, asking the audience, you know, give us your video game hot takes. We want to hear what you guys think. Um, hope to hear from everybody soon. Love it. All right, everyone. Remember, anything's possible. Thanks for playing is a production of Good Ideas Only. Your hosts are Lucas Luna and Matt Rockaby. Our music was done by the impeccable Sammy Luna. And our logo design was done by the talented Isaac Palestino. Special thanks to the Royal Call Bunch and Red Circle 